Welcome, Pathfinders, to find the Path Podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. We're done with the fire, y'all. Well, maybe. Not really. <laughs> almost. We're almost done with the fire. What? We're not no, sure. We just, we just activated a thing. <laughs> Am I being aspirational? Because I, I, <laughs> did, I, did I not recall that we definitely finished the uh, the fire? Oh, We're still we sleeping in there. Yeah, because we're still sleeping in there. I guess that's that's true. I felt like something would reset, like if we didn't, like if we had a finite amount of time. But granted, we're hoping to be out of there by then. No, but. we were staying in there until the morning so we could use the thing. We have a finite amount of time until the pyramid can take flight again. A finite amount of time until Hakatep activates the self-destruct mechanism. <laughs> well, that would be fine. I mean, if he wants <laughs> to do that, as long as it gives us a nice countdown timer so we can book it out of here. <laughs> nope, just shoots up into the sky, activates self-destruct, dimensional anchored. Well, Gosh. it was a good run, y'all. Rick got us in the end. Flies all the way up to space. Just suffocates no. you in the void. Don't like. Don't like. Actually, that would be a very effective way of getting rid of us. Uh, I mean, mostly. Tootie can hold his breath for a long time. He doesn't know that. So, yeah, when last we had left our heroes, the doorkeepers had made their way through the Temple of Fire, wherein they had uh, eventually, after going through, discovering a sarcophagus, opening the sarcophagus, figuring out that the perfume that they needed was not remotely for what they were planning on doing, going back across the bridge, opening up a red door, and fighting against the Nosferatu Inhetef, commonly referred to as the Fang of the Sky Pharaoh, as well as his three Bodok buddies, had successfully defeated him. And then uh, I believe you had activated the Ruby Pyramid. We did. After we had done some like kind of sort of shenanigans to like tell them to get away from all the major population centers that I guess they were surveying. Yes, we, we did have yep. Narmer give out some orders. <laughs> and we'll see if that pans out. Once again, Narmer, the real MVP. Watch the worst it could happen. I am really good at lying. <laughs> and you couldn't tell if that was a lie or not. <laughs> fair. That's fair. So yeah, you then decided to uh, to rest, bring us to the dawn of the second day. Oh, please don't don't phrase it like that. My Majora's Mask PTSD is rearing its ugly head. Ugh. As you've all awoken uh, after resting up for the evening, prepping yourselves, preparing, getting your, your game face on, remembering that just yesterday you'd actually woken in a hotel in or an in-room in Sothis. Mm -hmm. Was just 24 hours ago before bringing down said pyramid. It was a long day. High-level play is weird, y'all. Yeah. When you woke up the day before, it was another book entirely. But it's time to go mess with some old, old magic, which is yep. a great day. Hollis is very chipper. I guess the question becomes then, which one are we going to go for? Are we just going to work our way around the faces, or are we going to try to target a specific element? Yeah, we knew either we were doing air last. So we have earth or uh, water. water. Or heart. No, heart is heart. Heart is like central chamber. That's the heart chamber. <laughs> so I guess the question right now, the question seems to be whether or not you're wanting to deactivate this pyramid now and bring down the other three remaining pyramids on it, or if you're wanting to wait until you've cleared the other four wings and tried to bring them all down at once. Can one person get back to this room by themselves? I suppose that. Well, when you step outside, which you'd already chosen to do for that day, um, the lava's already cooled. Like, can Sudi? close that like open that door again to get back here because if we split point. up there's four of us we'd each have to take a pyramid and if they're all behind doors like that which hopefully they're not i didn't think we were trying to bring them down today 
I, I imagine also when we defeat Hakatep, if it's anything like the other pyramid, it was tied to him specific. It'd be tied to him specifically, just like it was with Istakimhibet. Is yes, I was gonna say Merithetep, and I was like, that's not right. No, Merithetep. Uh, Istakimhibet. I don't know because, of course, we're all guessing on all of this. So yeah. And you know what? We might get lucky. They might all get informed and come back here to the you know middle lucky? of nowhere, basically. <laughs> I don't know if I call it. And that then we lucky. drop them all. <laughs> You walk out of one side of the pyramid and suddenly like water and fire and earth beams are shooting down at you. I don't know if it's back. lucky. It sounds. And, and the, little, the little title card <laughs> comes in. It's like Adventure 2, <laughs> Fight of the Pyramids. Yeah. I mean, we can always come back to this so we can go and see what the other temple's like. And if we get to the same situation, maybe we learn more. Because at least it's... we've diffused this one to where we don't need to like, we're not going to spend like resist energies or anything if yeah. we need to come back here. All right. All right. So we so leave. But I am going to take leave. my rod because it was very handy in this one and it will probably continue to be so. I suppose you collect yourselves, yep. dig around and pick up any gear that you need, because uh, as a reminder for the audience also, uh, you cannot access a bag of holding or a handy haversack inside of a magnificent mansion. Yep. Or when you're dropped inside of a portable hole, so, uh, or uh, a pit spell or anything like that. I suppose you gather yourselves up, you set out. Again, I don't imagine you're probably comfortable enough to walk across the cold lava. Oh, where are we going next? Because I can pick my energy um, resistance for the day, so. I'm kind of feeling water. Water is going to be the most dangerous because of the drowning. We might as well do it. Could we prepare um, like an air bubble or something? Maybe we can just counteract that. I don't have air bubble. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's on the, because I know it's on the cleric list. I don't know if it's on the shaman list or water breathing or any of those. And it means fire stuff probably won't work. Uh, does this mean we only breathe water? No. The no. spell does not, oh, does make, not the make creatures unable to breathe air. Okay, it would help if I read the description. Don't <laughs> mind me. Really, really, it would help. Really not cool. I'm just here to be a pretty face. There's not an offensive use of the spell water breathing. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be hilarious. I could see that being like a curse spell or something. Yeah. The only offensive version of water breathing that I can think of is actually, I believe the aboliths are able to secrete a slime that infects you that causes you to only be able to breathe water. Yes, they, that is definitely a thing with aboliths. So I imagine that you guys had, because again, it was only like, even after clearing the Temple of Fire, it was only like two o'clock in the afternoon. So when plenty you guys of time to strategize. For the day. Yeah. So you guys had a big meal. You just talked for a little while. It was a celebratory meal delivered to us by unseen servants and all of that jazz. <laughs> yeah. or, mm -hmm. Narmer made a, uh, a pyramid out of mashed potatoes. I mean, like you do. Like he was reenacting that scene from uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> Excellent. There's your 80s reference, I think, at that point. Yep. I honestly don't know when that movie came out. You make your way, navigate your way back through across the invisible platform over the now cooled lava, back through the stone room where you do the little statuette song and dance again, navigate your way back through the explosive chambers uh, before you eventually exit into the Isle of Fire and then make your way back out of the Crypt of Fire. Even with the elemental door closed, it is still warm in there. You step out into the almost cool exterior. And on the side of the pyramid on this platform, the wind whips past, catching your cloaks and causing them to billow out around you as the lightning crackles across the surface of the pyramid. And this smell of distant summer rain mixes with this overwhelming smell of ozone that causes your eyes to water and your nose to feel like they're about to begin to bleed. I guess we'll have to fly around until we find the water door. You decided to go water next? Yep. No. Do we right. need to fly or because uh, it's all covered in lightning? Can we not just is there like a walkway around? No, or? all the doors remember just jut out randomly. This was the first one we found, which is why we came in here. 
Oh, yeah. That was the one closest to you whenever you finish that fight. Yeah. Importantly, you can all easily walk down to the ground level and then walk around the outside of the pyramid until you find the next door. Yeah, that's You exactly saw three what I was of the say. doors when you're approaching everything but the door on the southern face. Can we see what the door's elemental whatever stuff is from the ground? I mean, there's nothing stopping you from walking up to the door because you can just climb the stairs that lead up. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's walk up. All right, then we shall go in search of water and Citra will take point to make sure there's no traps on the steps. <laughs> As all desert denizens do, we search for the water first. Second. Fair enough. Well, second in our case, but you know. So circling around the pyramid, I suppose circling to the east first, you round around the edge of the pyramid past the uh, where you fought the two gigantic scorpions. Chunks of scorpion meat still over the place, being steadily devoured by smaller scorpions. Ew. Mm. Narmer eyes them contemplatively. The cycle laugh. No. He's inside the bag with the lightning crackling everywhere. He can't <laughs> eye them. He's got one of those little periscope things that pop out of the top of the bag. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> it just makes a boom, boom. <laughs> Circling around to the eastern face, uh, you can see that there's a large set of steps that leads all the way up almost to the pinnacle of the pyramid, which you doubt very seriously is going to be the Crypt of Water. Probably that's air. It actually leads about two-thirds of the way up the pyramid, circling around to the southern face. Is this the opposite of where the fire door was? Because that yes. feels right. Yeah, that would make sense. Which is the opposite side from where the fire door was. You begin to approach a single door. No steps lead up, as the door is actually on ground level. Oh, only because it sank so far down? Quite feasibly. Approaching closer towards it, you find that there's no lightning in the immediate vicinity of the door. What's on it? Striding your way closer. At the base of the Great Pyramid's southern face is a dark stone block, the size of a large doorway. Carved into its surface at eye level are hieroglyphs surrounding an irregular blob-shaped design in putrid green. Like, I mean, it's green also, which makes me think of earth, acid. Yeah, and blobby makes me think like gelatinous cube of <laughs> eats through everything. Yeah. This is Hakatep's pet gelatinous cube. It cleaned out since Surat's birdcage. Ew. <laughs> I'm going to go with that's probably earth for acid, right? Uh, can we get close enough and see if there's any writing around it? There are hieroglyphs that surround this. Okay. Uh, approaching, making your way up towards it. The ancient Osiriani hieroglyphs here read, Slake the thirst of mm. the one honored by this water crypt. Oh, it is water. It's just nasty water. That's weird, though, because, like, that's not really something that you would see often in Osirian because they have a flowing river going through the middle of them. I mean, it so depends on weird. what plant life is in it. Anyone that wishes to may make me a Knowledge of the Plains or Knowledge Religion. I mean, I'll try religion, sure. Hollis steps up and looks at it. Uh, gosh, okay. Uh, that's an 18 for a 30, 40, a 44. Masike gets a 30 on religion. I rolled a two for a seven religion. I don't have those. <laughs> so stepping forward, looking this over, I suppose Masika and Hollis kind of convening for a moment. Hmm. All right. Man, this guy really lacked evil outsiders. Um, this is a Piscadamon uh, called Elush Imnaw, uh, like the slaking of the thirst. Essentially, this demon, not demon, daemon. It's hard to say in my accent. Daemon. <laughs> uh, requires bathing the carved symbol with either blood or unholy water. Just anybody's blood? What's bathing mean, right? Can I just, like, <laughs> put some blood on there? Does it, Or does it have to be, like, submerged? 
All you're aware of is that that would be the traditional religious response. The sacrifice? Anoint would also work. Yeah, but the thing with bathing and anointing, I mean, implies to me vastly different quantities of the substance. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's going to be another sacrifice, a, you know, intelligent It doesn't, or I whatever. don't think it, it just said, like, it, everything I ever read always just said blood. Well, I don't bleed, so I can't help. Uh, and while we're at it, go ahead and have, uh, go ahead and have Citra make me a perception roll. Uh-oh. You can oh, add that okay. trap finding if you want. Oh, I knew you were going to start with that. Okay. We're not starting off well, guys. Wonderful. <laughs> Looks clear. I rolled a one. Ah, crud. <laughs> ah, but with my trap fighting, so it gets me a 27. Let's hope that's enough. <laughs> I don't know at this point, but that was a real bad way to start off. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. I am Big so sorry. Oof. Hey, you know what? It happens. I don't love that I'm right up here. On the plus side, unlike the other one, this one doesn't appear to be trapped. Doesn't appear to be trapped because I probably didn't see it. Masika will shrug, pull out the dagger she carries, and cut her finger and put it on the door. Let's see ping. how much blood this thing wants. Little ping prick. Little pin prick. <laughs> Is one drop enough? Cutting your finger, you gently placing it on there, taking it away. You can tell that the surface of this, again, rather large, irregular-shaped blob design, almost seems to absorb the blood from your fingertip. It soaks into the stone almost like a drop of blood falling into a glass of water. Nothing happens, although the blood still stays beneath the surface. So either this has now been turned into water or you I need a lot I think we're going to need blood. a lot more blood. <laughs> or a lot of unholy water. Or we can just pry it open like we did the other one. I look at Citra. It's possible. I also took a spell called Knock, but I didn't want to um, waste it on the front door. That seems magical, right? Like, is there magic on this? There's magic all over this pyramid, honey. I mean, like, special magic, you know? All right, fine. I detect magic on the door. The door seems to contain the standard magics that protect the rest of this structure. However, there do appear to be additional magical wards on it. Hmm. Uh, okay. You may go ahead and make me a spellcraft. Uh-oh. All right. I rolled a six uh, for a 32. With a 32, there are a couple magical effects on this. Uh, first off, mechanically speaking, knock would not work on this, as it is just a solid block of stone blocking your way. It is not yeah. a locked object. Huh. Okay. Because, again, it's not even a door. It's just a solid block, much yeah, as the previous one that you'd run into. You can tell that there seems to be some sort of transmutative effect on this, and that there is some way that this stone can turn into liquid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, mm -hmm. probably going to turn into a nasty ooze that's going to try to eat us. Well, no, it's going <laughs> to turn into an ooze. It's a 10-foot cube, gelatinous cube. That's just been petrified. Just touching Ew. it would have been bad. No, but it, it literally could be like an airlock kind of thing where like it turns the water or the stone into something that we could walk through to get into this probably submerged area. However, looking this over, you can tell that there are a couple of things here. Uh, long story short, there is a correct way and an incorrect way to attempt to open this. Oh, great. If you do it the correct way, the entirety of the stone will turn into liquid and will remain as such for 24 hours. Hmm. Okay. At which point it'll reform back into the stone. Okay. That's cool. If you do it incorrectly, it will still immediately transform into a massive inundation of water. Ah. Ah. Huh. In addition to that, it seems like there's some sort of conjuration effect tied to this. Oh. Possibly oh, a fun. summoning that would activate if it were attempted to be opened in the incorrect manner. So Probably it blasts you back <laughs> and then it summons like a 
creature. Ooze or something, yeah. Hmm. All right, well. Okay, the little drop of blood that Masika put on there didn't do anything? I mean, it's still in place. Sudi just uh, looks at it, and an ancient Osiriani says, Open in the name of Hakotep. That's, that's not... That's not how that's going to work. I mean, it's worth a shot. It might have worked. You don't know. A light shines. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I just nail that? Oh. No. I was like, there's no way this will work. Too but easy. Funny to, it would be Too funny if it did. <laughs> I don't have any summoning spells, but it feels like it might be handy to summon something and then sacrifice it. But I don't really want to do that regardless. I mean, that's pretty messed up. Are there any sort of blood elementals? What if we stone to flush the door? No. <laughs> with, the, with the magic on it, it's probably not going to freaking work anyway. Okay. I love the idea that we would stone we would stone to flesh the door and then still have to hack our way in <laughs> through that's, at least 10 feet of stone. Yeah, I, that's a great I idea. I also don't think it would work on it. I don't All think right. it would work either. Bleeding just does hit point damage, right? Most of the time, yes. Most of the time? Like, Uh-oh. I'm just saying, if Masika does a big cut and puts her hand on this thing, it's just hit point damage as she bleeds on the door, right? My answer to that is most of the time, yes. You do think that you're on the right track because the blood that you put on there does seem to be staying on there. You're just not certain whether or not you need a lot more of it. We have to cover it with blood. You might have to literally rub your hand all over it it to bathe it. Well, it did say, like, bathe. Oh, we have to bathe the guy in blood, right? Bathing the I mean, I'm assuming that when Masika touched it, she touched the giant circular blob thing. Yeah. All right, let's put the symbol, let's cover the symbol in blood. Everybody except Sudi, who can't bleed. Poke Sudi your finger just shrugs and help like, us paint. This actually completely defeats Sudi, like he doesn't bleed. We're finger painting everyone. I'm not sure everyone. if we should all do it at once, just in case it goes poorly. <laughs> just in case the inundation, as it was described by Rick, comes. The right way means it turns into water and lets us through, and the wrong way means the inundation comes with some sort of horrible shark monster, probably. I'm just saying with, you know, magic and all the other stuff going on that, that maybe all of us shouldn't do it just in case something else happens. All right. I can't bleed. So he puts out, a, puts out his fist to fist bump Narmer on Team No Bleed? Yep, technically he can't bleed either. That's not very helpful. I believe by uh, the the ancient words, it means I can't be killed, though. I was just about to say that. Isn't there a phrase, if it bleeds, you can kill it? So if you can't bleed, yes. you can't die? It's true. I don't know. I am functionally immortal. I don't think that's entirely true, because I can be killed. I just I can't, can't bleed to death. Have you ever been killed? Not yet. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't think we should start so trying now. So he contemplates now. the existential crisis of him being unable to Masika die. just <laughs> sighs, slices the palm of her hand open, and puts it on the door. You gotta cover the symbol. Slicing the hand, the palm of your hand open, you take one point of damage. Uh-huh. Placing your hand on this, there is a disconcerting sensation. Ooh. Yeah, I figured it was going to start sucking my blood out yeah, it's or something. Yeah, suck it out of you. Which is why I didn't want everyone to touch it in case I can't get unstuck until it has enough. Should we have made the healer do this? <laughs> She'd already started. More disturbingly is as you go, you can almost feel something as if there's a an ebb and flow. As if while it is draining your blood out, something else is coming into your palm. Oh, no. Oh, take your Parasite. hand off. A cold sensation starts from the palm of your right hand, and you can almost feel it icing its way along your veins as you smear your hand back and forth, back and forth. I'll go ahead and allow a knowledge nature as Masiki, you're beginning to finish this. Uh, I roll a 14, which gets me a 40. You continue to smear. There's a smell 
again, there's that salty, coppery smell of blood. As you finish smearing your hand across the surface of this, you pull your hand away, kind of look down at your palm, which is oozing a faint, clear fluid. As you bring your hand up, smell, it's seawater. You've been filled with seawater? Ew. Uh, I will need you to go ahead and make me a fortune save. Oh, boy. 12 for a 24. You need your blood. The short version of this is uh, you are nauseated for about the next five rounds. Mm-hmm. As uh, you go, kind of sit off towards the side, feel lightheaded, throw up a little bit, get all that uh, the heavy bacon and scrambled eggs that you ate for breakfast out of your system. I don't know if that's what we eat for breakfast. I don't know. I, I, I kept <laughs> saying dates over and over again, but I assume you're not on a strictly date diet. That would be weird. There's a, there's those really good like breakfast things. They're not uh, crepes, but they're kind of like that. That are um, the Greeks have a cheese pie that's really good. In addition to that, you are sickened. How long does that last? It will last for the next hour. Ooh. Uh, or until you're subject to a restoration, greater restoration, or heal spell. Like capital H heal. Capital H heal. Jesus. This ain't hey. no second edition. Well, and if you're if you're be, if your blood is getting replaced with seawater, that's bad, y'all. Yeah, I, I don't recommend. So, yeah, the, the fact that you're still, like, you're not unconscious on the ground is, I guess, because of the magic? Because that would be really bad otherwise. Well, again, I don't know how much blood it takes to cover a five-foot surface. I mean, I understand saline is just salt water, but it's not the same as seawater, people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he specifically said <laughs> well, seawater, which means bacteria. we don't do transfusions with saline That's either. <laughs> uh, so, regardless, you are currently sickened and will remain sickened for the next uh, hour. She's low on platelets. Masika, as you finish this, the stone block turns completely red and then slowly begins to melt, almost like an ice cube with fire applied to the top of it. It melts down from the top all the way down to the bottom. However, this is exceptionally fast, Uh, not instantaneous, of which uh, Hollow should be aware that if you had done it incorrectly, it would have been instantaneous. Okay. All right. Good, good. This is over the course of about 30 seconds or so. As it washes out, washes over all of your feet. This crystal clear water without a hint of blood in it. Weird. As this washes out, it floods out all around you and you stand in this muddy morass surrounding the entryway to the pyramid beyond. Citra's going to check the doorway for any sort of traps. I was going to say, how do you check for traps underwater? Because I assume we walk into this and we're underwater. Not necessarily. We weren't in lava. There was lava around us. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I'm just assuming, based on my my Legend of Zelda knowledge, that we will be submerged in water. Well, this is not Legend of Zelda. Well, I'm going to cast Resist Energy Communal for cold, because that's what water is. So that's uh, 30 cold. What can we see through the doorway? Looking through the door. Covered by the sound, almost completely covered by the sound of the storm overhead, you can hear the sound of lapping water echoing out from the chamber beyond. Looking through the open doorway, you can now see inside of the pyramid to a wide canal that runs deeper into the structure, torches lining along the canal's wall, their fitful illumination dancing across the surface of the water and causing the light to be reflected up in waves and rivulets across the ceiling above. There's a pervasive smell Not the unpleasant smell of seawater, but a pleasant smell of it. That smell of crystal clear seawater. Um, Citra's gonna step forward carefully. I guess Sudi will take a big old breath if nobody's gonna 
have air bubble cast on them or anything. So it's we can walk in. There's no yeah, water. There's no water yet. Oh, there's no. Oh, I thought there was like a curtain of water covering the. Why door. do you keep thinking that we're submerged? <laughs> this is not a Mario water level. I don't know. Apparently, I really want to use my whole breath ability. I've been using for. I haven't been able to use for six books. <laughs> no, there's just the canal. All right, fine. I mean, Sudi can walk in the canal if he wants. Nah, it's not tactically right. advantageous. Yeah. Let's get on in there. Stepping your way forward, you enter into a wide hallway. And by that, I mean almost 30 feet across. A 20-foot wide canal leads into this area. And beyond that, you can see that the canal forks to both the right and left on either side of a large statue that you can vaguely see through the flickering torchlight at the very end of this passage. Technically, it's beyond the range of your dark vision, but it is within a, a dim illumination. The statue in question seems to be a black basalt statue, standing seven feet tall and depicting a frog-headed man, holding a trident in one hand and an upside-down onk with the other. Who's that guy? Uh, anyone that wishes to make an ult of the planes may do so. Wow, okay, I'm gonna roll really great on my knowledge planes. Okay, I rolled a 19 for a 45. You would recognize this as a creature known as a Hydrodaemon. Oh, a more diamonds, y'all. The Hydrodaemon is a giant humanoid amphibian with oversized claws and dead glassy eyes, representing death by drowning. Great. They're aquatic in nature and dwell in Abaddon's poisonous swamps and acidic oceans and even the foul waters of the River Styx. Hydrodaemons are among the few creatures capable of surviving prolonged exposure to the sticks, and they exploit this to lair and set ambushes where few other creatures dare. They alternately compete with or serve under Piscodaemons, and greatly revere Charon's Thanodaemons, eagerly obeying their requests. All right, this is the uh, chaotic portion of the uh, temples. Wait, why is it chaotic? What do you because mean? this guy looks like a frog. Oh, uh, and also daemons. daemons are neutral evil. Oh, they're neutral. Devils, demons, demons for the law of neutrality chaos. I take it back. All right, anybody yeah. want to see if that thing is going to come to laugh and kill us? I suppose as Hollis asks this question, as Masika, I imagine, kind of leans forward to look down the length, Narmer's little head popping up over her shoulder, Citra eyeing the door behind you, checking for traps, and Sudi beginning to take, like, deep breathing exercises like a swimmer getting ready to <laughs> swim. He's desperate to go with that water. <laughs> And I pick cold and not acid because acid is definitely not usually water, but it's going to be acid time here in a second. Ahead of you, you hear echoing down the passage, a splash sound. Not like something being dropped in the water, so much as something moving through the water. A few seconds later, and an odd sight appears. The prow of an Osirian funeral barge rounds what? the corner ahead. Okay. Okay, that's weird. As the funeral barge completely rounds the corner, a second, and then a third, round the corner. Are we going to fight the boat? At the stern of each of these is a horned skeletal being, swathed in tattered black robes, holding a gnarled oar of blackened wood in its bony hands as it slowly glides its way forward. The boat slides up to the end of the corridor directly ahead of all of you, before it slides up to a stop bumping gently against the stone. The ferryman makes his way forward towards the front of the ship, the other two mimicking his motion as they do the same. A skeletal hand extends out from under the robe, and an ancient Osiriani. Toll! What's the toll? Uh, hey, Hollis, do you know what the toll is? What? What's the toll? 
Anyone that wishes to may also make me and also the planes. It's probably two coins. I bet you anything, it's like two copper if we're, pieces. If we're, yeah, if we're going by. I must have read up on this last night. Um, Hall's rolls an 18 for 44. <laughs> I was reading my uh, Damons and You guidebook. <laughs> That's light reading. Hollis, <laughs> so you eye the figure. Again, this looming horned skeletal figure with its wicked staff. Standing at about seven feet tall. Its eyes seem to burn with an almost fire, but it doesn't seem to be quite right to call it flame. It's almost as if the light is somehow constantly catching on a polished piece of copper or gold inside each of its eye sockets. Hmm. You can recognize this as a creature known as a Thanadaemon. Thanadaemon. All daemons represent death in some fashion. Thanadaemons, the deacons of death, represent the inevitable death brought through old age. They effortly work the eerie skiffs along the pus and bile-choked rivers of Abaddon, including Gross. the re- legendary River Styx. For the right price, a Thanodaemon will usually carry passengers on its skift. Yet those who travel with these fiends should beware, uh, as they sometimes renegotiate terms once they have their passengers in dangerous realms or in a new location. I don't know if we want to get on that boat. I kind of want to get on the boat. What's the toll? Well, he'll tell you one thing. You get on the boat, he might tell you a different thing. And if you don't like, if, if you don't play ball, you might, you know, dump you somewhere that you die. I want to get off Mr. Bones' wild ride. We're not even on it yet. If you wish to travel, I would require two tokens of the Sky Pharaoh. Barring that, I would accept platinum. <laughs> I like him. I'm, I'm sorry, what platinum pieces? He wants two platinum pieces? First of all, I like him, his style. There's no gold with Hakatep's face on it anymore anyway, at least not. Oh, that's true. You haven't had a passenger for a long oh, time. Oh, I was going to make a joke about, do, do they have one of those coin changers that change it into the local money like it's a Chuck E. Cheese? I would accept 50 pieces of platinum. Good gravy. I want to get on the boat. Do you have 50 pieces Sudi of platinum just, for like, each of us? just like clenches his fists. The 50 pieces of platinum would be to employ my services. My skiff can carry two of you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That uh-huh. sounds like a uh, rip-off. Another one steps forward, and mine could carry an additional two for an additional 50 pieces of platinum or two gemstones. Are the skiffs part of the daemon? Like, if we killed them, could we just take their boats? We have a boat. It doesn't matter. I was just saying, one, we have a boat. Oh, well, so. I just want to see what the, I want to see what they do. We found those bars in the last, how much are, are those we, are bars? We, we're going to get, we're going to do this and do the curse your sun, but inevitable betrayal. This is a scorpion and the frog situation. And oh, there's t- a big frog over there. Definitely. <laughs> Where are they even taking us? There, there, there is a walkway. Yeah, that's, we, well, we, okay. we could walk. Y'all wait. <laughs> to step you forward, the walkway only runs to the end of this passage. Yeah. Uh, it's only for loading and unloading the skiffs. we have our own boat, and you just said sure. these guys aren't to be trusted. Well, I mean, they're not. They are daemons. I mean, they'll agree to, they'll honor whatever their agreement is. You just said they'll change their agreement. Until they reach their destination and you want to negotiate returning. It's, uh, oh. What is it to get off the boat once we get on the boat? You may leave any time that you wish. And where would be our destination? Wait, you said there were three of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Also, yes, there are three of them in case you have a party of six. You offered the two Hakatep coins or 50 platinum. You offered two gemstones, which we'll need to get into specifics, or 50 platinum. What about you? <laughs> we're shopping around. <laughs> I would accept an exchange of a magic item worth no less than a thousand gold. Sudi, how many, what are those platinum bars we just found? 
Sudi gives a X nay on the on the platinum play. Yeah, but we probably have some magic items. Or we ha do we not have any gemstones? Have we not found any? Uh, so we have found two fifty. We have found a fifty gold uh, peridot gemstone. Peridot. Okay, there's there's one. We found That's some fifty the gold. Band. They want five hundred. I'm assuming. He didn't specify. He did We've say got, two gemstones. Uh, six black he pearls. Okay, what about magic items? How much are those black pearls worth? <laughs> I, I have know. one I mean, pearl of power first level. That's exactly a thousand. Is it pearl a gemstone? So he like pulls out two of the, the black yeah, pearls. Yeah, pearls counts as gems. Yeah. They're they're precious gems. I mean, they probably count. I will transfer you to your destination for two of those. It's a great deal. You should take it. Uh, I really hate that they're saying it's a really good deal. <laughs> I don't like these guys. I don't like them at all. I have a pearl of power worth a thousand. We found perfume. How y'all feel about perfume? <laughs> I am not partial to it. All right, all right. There is a Nosferatu, I understand, that likes it a great deal. Yeah, that's yes, where we got it from. Where do you think we got it from? I never liked that guy. Right, he's a jerk. <laughs> Before we barter anything, where is the destination? What destination would you like to go? The, the third pyramid one says. control thingy. Do you got a map or a pamphlet? They have a tour guide. They pull out their little like tour guide uh, brochure. Uh -huh. This reads very much like when you go to a, a place you're visiting and there's just a bunch of cabbies hanging out, like offering to take I'm you somewhere. I'm really nervous about these Damon cabbies, though. Yeah, I don't love it, but you know. Really not a fan. And is the intent you would take us here straight to that destination? No stops in between? Well, we don't, we don't know what the destination we, we is. We are very savvy travelers in this moment. I want to make sure that I'm not getting ripped off if I'm going to pay. No, I mean, I think that's fair. Specifically, I do not know which of the pyramids in here is the control pyramid. There's more than one. But I could take you to one of them if you so wish. This is only going to get us part of the way there. Is there anything in the water? There may or may not be things in the water at this time. It depends on whether or not they are in their lairs. Oh, there so there are dangers in the water. Okay. I could take you to a number of places if you wish. But the fee is probably different. Yeah, do you have a price, like, rate that you stick to, or is this just you pull it out of your cloak every time? All prices are negotiable. How much would you want to take us to every one of those little pyramids that might be the control pyramid until we find the right one? Oh, yeah. I would accept that for, hmm, let us say six of those pearls of yours. Of course, all the pearls we have. And what about you other two? The same thing. Well, well we're going we only to need, need one two. Of them. In, no, we we need need each two. boat only two. takes two. The other one strokes his chin. I would accept traveling with you for, let's say, 6,000 pieces of gold. Can I ask you just a general question? Ah, hold, hold on. I would argue that I would take you there for a single magic item costing no less than 5,000 gold pieces. Oh, that's a better deal. They glower at one another, undercutting their various prices. <laughs> ah, commerce. Um, I mean, I've got a robe written down. I don't remember what it's what it's, it's for. It's not magic. It's just a very oh, it's just real fancy. That's right. Yeah. It's on magic. His robe. weapon, though, was something that none of us can use. And uh, his uh, vicious plus two battle axe. I mean, that's, yeah, worth, that's way more than five thousand. Way more than five thousand. Yeah. Let's just give him money. 
So even though the 5k is technically a better deal, us trying to find magic items to match the 5,000 is going to be more of a pain in the butt. So I say six pearl guy and uh, 6,000 gold guy. I think that would be It's like probably. four American tourists trying to figure out haggling somewhere. Well, it's like How we look at this guy. Any of y'all really lack clothing? Because your, your robes look a little in need of mending. We have this amazing silken outfit. It's worth at least 6,000 gold. No. Nah. I like cold, hard cash. Do you literally open your robe to have, like, another robe inside of it just on a display? <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> you can charge more if you had a nicer robe, because then you're, like, VIP service. I'll sell it at a high price. <laughs> All right, and that's to every pyramid in this place. For the To any uh, room of your choosing for the next full day. Deal. Okay, there we go. Right. Same goes for you. Pearl, dude, because I don't know your names. Yes, wherever we need to go for the next day, based on the price of the items we're giving you. For both of you gentlemen. Yes? Very well. Are you both gentlemen? I believe we're technically asexual. <laughs> well, that's why I, you gotta people. ask names. You can't just be asking people if they're gentlemen. I am Manton. The Not other one Manton. nods. And I am Ramon. Fancy. All right, Manton, Ramon, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. Hand, hand over the stuff, and Masika very happily hops on Let, one of these Let's do ships. half and half. Can we do a half and <laughs> half type situation? Like half up front, and then half when you drop us off? No. Oh, they're going to screw us over. Just so you all know. Be ready. Maybe let's not th- let's not worry about that and stay optimistic that things will all work out in the end. He, like, glances up at them with his best, like, if you mess with us, I will beat you up. <laughs> Like my little little five foot four city is just like, I'm going to mess you up. Citra literally walks by (laughs) you and pats your head as she goes to get on the boat. Yep, we all get on the boat. City looks at her with a, come on now. Okay, we each need to to partner up. the other one. I do not feel bad for him. That'll be some other people. The other one just watches you you walk off. You'll be sorry. Well, yeah, of course we will. Y'all are demons. Don't worry. We'll probably be sorry regardless that we've come here. Uh, Who's getting on which boat? I guess who's getting uh, on which boat with whom? We should probably divide like one fighter and one, yeah, one magic fighter, user one just to be safe. I want to be with Sudi because then I can hide underneath him. Okay, oh, but he's, all right. Oh no, I'm too tall. No, Citra's taller. That's who I want to be with. Yes, I am okay, taller. Okay, all right. So, so Masika and Sudi <laughs> in one, and uh, Citra and Hollis in the other. Masika Excellent. will hop on the first boat since he was the one that was talking to us first. Is that Manton or Ramon? All right, so Manton or Manton will will be the one that uh, we travel on. All right, we'll go with Ramon. He's cool. I like that Rick has color-coded the boats now. Yeah. Yes. And is Man- Manton's the, the pearl guy, right? Manton was the pearl guy and yes. Ramon was the Magic items, items guy? Okay. Yep. This seems like a really bad idea. I'm going to go ahead and call it. We're going to we're gonna be betrayed. I accept yeah. this. That's yeah. not you calling oh, it. Yeah. We know. I like that we, we all know. know at, least, at least we all know this is a really bad idea, but we're still going to do it for some reason. Whenever he made a point to tell us that they were tricksy about their negotiating, yeah, it, it's going to happen. Could be worse. They could be devils. Then they'd be extra tricksy with their contracts. Yeah. But then wait, if we got them to agree to something, they'd they hold would, themselves they'd at least to it. it. That's yeah, these true. guys, they do whatever they feel like. I mean, they could stick to their deal or well, not. Well, Rick made yeah. it sound like once you negotiated to get someplace, they stuck to their deal. They got tricksy when you wanted to go back. And we have their services for 24 hours for what we paid them. So yeah. we, so we basically really paid them triple. So. Yeah. yeah, we paid them a stupid amount of gold. So <laughs> so I suppose they, uh, you hop into the boats. Surprisingly, they don't creak or groan or anything like that ominously. In fact, they seem to be exceptionally well-made funerary barges. 
Okay. Like those that you would expect to take along the river into the afterlife. Like the barges that Osiris himself takes. Just on a much smaller scale, because his is pretty big and awesome. You wait as the two ferrymen plunge their staves down into the water, turn the vessels around, and begin to make their way deeper into the complex. You quickly reach the first statue, at which point the waters branch, making their way right and left. Matan turns back. I can take you right, which can take you to the chamber of ice and the watery grave. Or left, that will take you to the hall of the crocodile kings. Ass. Ass, right? And the drowning chamber. No, ass. <laughs> ass. It sounds like death either way. I mean, there's watery death either way we go. Yeah, we might as well just go one way or the other. Well, I figured the rot, and we just, you know, make our way around. Um, ice, I, ice, baby. Yeah, let's go ice. Um, I, I, ice is okay. All right, to the right. Ice is nice and would suffice. Yeah, so I was just thinking that poem in my head. <laughs> we're literally making friends here, y'all. I mean, if we're going to be carried by him, we might as well make friends we with him. We already them. made friends with one horribly evil person in this book. I mean, that's true. This, this is path. not unprecedented yeah, but she was at all for us. a person first. These are Damon's Damon. They Damon's. could be people first. Uh, yeah, they are people. Yeah, but you mm. know what I mean. But you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it's a little different. I mean, she was transforming herself into some freaky Damon thing, so is it? Yeah, but she had, like, just become it. They've been this for, like, at least a couple thousand years. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, uh, sorry, I should have had you uh, roll this guy's er this earlier. If any of you guys want to make a spellcraft check, you may. I would. <laughs> if anyone wishes to make a spellcraft. I mean, I can. I doubt it'll do much. I did roll a 14 for a 20. My tutoring sessions with Hollis oh. are slowly paying off. I rolled a 14 for a 40. I rolled 14 <laughs> for a 33. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said slowly paying off. Masika would take Narmer yes. out of the pocket. Look at this cool boat. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> don't get too excited. It's like we're steadily paddling on our way to be judged. I don't like it one bit. Oh, they mentioned a crocodile king. I bet that's where our hearts get ripped out. No, thanks. He's you. got a point. But I, I, think, <laughs> I think king, it would be queen, wouldn't it? Anyway, I don't know. So, Hollis, you are also aware that this is the water crypt. Uh, all spells with a fire descriptor have a 20% spell failure chance, unless the mm -hmm. caster succeeds at a spellcraft check before casting the spell. This also holds true for any magic items that produce such effects. Fair enough. That's why I didn't prepare any fire today. You turn. I suppose not technically. You are turned, if you so wish, as the boat begins to make its way down the eastern passage. You paddle for a short distance, maybe some 60 feet or so, as you begin to approach a small island with another statue, identical to the statue that you'd seen earlier. That of the frog-headed being with the trident and the upside-down onk. Menton turns the boat as you reach this intersection, which goes both north and south. Oh, I was right. It's a water maze. Turning to take you south. Okay, Citra is going to go ahead and pull her notebook out of her bag and start, start documenting. This out. <laughs> yeah. Good idea, good idea. <laughs> A short distance down, as you continue to paddle along, the sound of the waves crashing up against the surrounding walls, the depictions across all of the walls here showing great battles from possibly monsters in the seas against various other forces of possibly Osirian, it's difficult to tell, line the surrounding walls. There's the soft lap, lap sound 
of the waves kicked up by these boats as they make their way steadily along. The gondoliers navigating you with expert skill. The light continuing to reflect down off the water and across the ceiling above. Every once in a while, there's an odd sensation. Like the shadows that are reflected don't match what they should be. There are some illusions happening. The boat continues ahead before reaching another intersection where there is a turn to both your right and left. As you fully pull into this intersection, you can see the right passage only goes for a short distance before reaching a landing and a door. The left passage continues out of your dark vision range, since all of you are using dark vision now, although you can vaguely see maybe another turn and possibly another statue in that direction. Wow. Dang. The two gondoliers turn, lead you to the left, and then pull up alongside the ledge that leads its way up to the door. And this is the chamber of ice or drowny death. Ice. And a watery crypt or something like that? We'll be right back, I guess. Hopefully there's no vanilla inside. Uh. I like vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I guess uh, we disembark. Yeah. Citra in the lead. Immediately checking for all the trappies. Yep. Citra, you step forward. You know, each of you make your way off of the boats. The gondoliers are, in fact, so kind as to actually steady the boats as you disembark. Well, good for them. We, we definitely say thank you. It really suck if you know you're dealing with one of these guys in the river sticks and you just splashed your way into the water and then forgot <laughs> everything and then yeah. forgot yep. everything it's true well as far as we know this is not the river sticks nope not yet it's not all right that's the passage the other way citra you step forward enter into the archway step into the chamber beyond as you don't see any immediate traps you find yourselves on a stone landing the chamber you enter into is relatively large about 25 feet across maybe about 35 feet stretching off mostly to your left and then all of you can see that it rounds a corner making its way further although to where you can't quite be positive brightly colored wall paintings depict figures of winged serpents across the surrounding walls and ahead of you is a pool of water although it is seemingly frozen solid a large painting of a winged serpent figure in red is discernible through the ice painted across the bottom of the floor below Again, the ice seems to be about 10 feet thick. Hmm. So about the same depth that the canals that you've been going through up until this point have been. So it's frozen solid. Yeah. There's a faint, I suppose fog would be the most accurate term, a rising misty vapor from the moist air of the rest of this place interacting with the surface of this solid frozen mass. Do we know what these winged serpents are? You may make a knowledge religion if you so wish. If I ever play an evil overlord in one of these games, I'm totally summoning these guys to ferry people around because, yes. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20. Apparently, I'm going to be really garbage in combat, but as long as we're, like, knowing stuff, uh, that gets me a 46 on my religion. Masika rolls another 14, nice. which is, like, the third one I've rolled tonight for a 30. 14 okay. is the number of the night. Uh, both of you are familiar with a winged serpent. Uh, winged serpent is commonly considered to be a representation of the goddess Wajit the benevolent Woo! twin to the uh, cult of the deceiver, Apep. Wadzid is the great Wajit. river serpent said to dwell in the papyrus marshes of the river Sphinx Delta and is a uh, the mother of uh, all of her emissaries, the Eurasis. Wadzid is the nurturer of the river Sphinx and a personification of the spirits guiding and guarding the ruler of Osirian. Hmm. Cool. She is sometimes known as the winged serpent. 
It's weird that there's a representation of a good deity here, considering he was making a mockery of Ra on the fire level. Yeah, but that's like a raw set thing, you know, but, I mean, Wajet's chill. I mean, Wajet might not like having the river frozen. I mean, maybe, but, I mean... Masika will gingerly reach out one foot and kind of tap her toes on this ice. I want to detect some magic in this room. So, Masika tapping your toe on the ice? Yeah, it feels solid. I mean, mind you, you've never stood on, like, ice as far as having grown up in a desert and all the rest of that stuff, but seems like a solid block of ice. Detecting magic, the ice is magical. That there's magic ice. Probably to keep it frozen, considering it's not yeah. cold enough in here for a giant block of ice. Yeah. Um. I roll a nat one on my spellcraft for a 27. 27 still succeeds. Sweet. Uh, for all mechanical purposes, this wall appears to be a wall of ice. Fair. But it's on a floor. Correct. So it's, it's a floor a of ice. It's still a spell wall of ice. Just, <laughs> it's now floor ice. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's that's... an anchor plane of ice, uh, 10 foot square per level. Oh, you know what I'm very sad about? I am sad that in an icy section like this, there is not a ferryman waiting with some shaved ice. Like, I could totally go for some, like, <laughs> snowman. I was just thinking snowman. about, like, how nice it would have been if they'd had, like, some way to make little ice cubes and, like, give us a little, like, you know, drink. <laughs> Masika oh, will, once Hollis says it's tie, basically yeah. a wall of ice spell, Masika will step out onto it. Hollis will fly over it because always be Stepping flying. out onto it. Sudi doing that thing that I imagine cats do on ice where, like, he's like, oh, God. Claws immediately come out. Yep. Digging in. Yeah, it's ice. Um, As long as you're taking your time and aren't immediately fighting in here, you're fine. Although you probably pinwheel your arms a couple times. Masika will kind of shimmy towards where the turn is. Also, she's going to put an armor down on the ice because, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Narmer, the most graceful of all of us because he's actually just, like, flying, like, one millimeter above the ice. This is amazing. Yeah, are there any other exits or anything? There's it, that curve. Oh, that's what I was yeah, looking for. it looks for. like it goes around a corner here. Um, Citra's probably going to cling to the wall and kind of slide her way forward. Shimmy. Yeah. I will. Also, are you uh, gliding along behind them? I'm just going to fly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, out of all of us, you're probably the only one that's traveled enough to see any sort of winter weather. Maybe. Rare occasions if you got up to the mountains or something. Yeah, yeah. Rounding the corner. Ahead of you. You can see that the chamber continues only for about another 20, 25 feet or so into a passage about 15 feet wide. A light comes up from below as you look down and see a five foot by five foot sapphire pyramid glowing within the ice below. Really? No way. Can you can you tell if that's the real one? I don't know if the ice would block like a detect magic or something. There's no way we got lucky and got it on the first try. Like, that's crazy. I'm just imagining it being like video games where like no matter what way you go, it's always the last one you go to because it's like because you got to go all the way to the other side of this place to find the like switch that will un like block this in ice so that we can actually get down to it. Well, I mean, it's just a wall of ice. In addition to that, far below beneath the surface of the ice, you can also see that there's a single coffin, like a sarcophagus, also frozen (laughs) solid in the ice. Hey, uh, uh, hey, Manton. Yes. Who's buried in here? I know nothing of the inhabitant of this chamber. Okay. I believe it was a dwarf, says Ramon. Do you know anything about dwarves that it were associated with what's-his-face? Well, I mean, associated the, with Hakatep? The... Uh, Hakatep had a dwarven uh, gesture. Okay, so bard-ish thing, maybe. Yeah, which mentioned in passing. But he's on the list. Yep, he's on the list right here, dwarven, dwarven gesture. Okay, well... Gesture. It sounds like I'm saying Cheshire. Anyway. 
we could somehow melt this ass, which I didn't prepare any fire today. I have a couple, but... Um... Well, that or we try to see if there's another place where we might be able to turn this ice into water. It's possible. Uh, my ice body spell, I could travel through snow and ice, but this one's magical, so that's a no-go. This doesn't this this doesn't feel very accessible though if you're going to be using this as a war platform to have Depends it in the on ice. What you are. Each one of these areas seems to be catered to whoever his generals are. You know what can transfer through all of this and not care about it? Anything ethereal. Yeah. A ghost. But how would he write on the walsh? Yep. Ghost touch pencil. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yes, that the ghost touch pencil that can definitely go through all this ice. Maybe it's like an ice devil or something. That's a shame. I think for one, before we start plotting in here, maybe we should explore a little bit more and just mark this on the map I've started. I mean, what luck that we found it immediately. That's kind of well. No, they said there were several. They said there were a lot of pyramids. Can we tell if this one is uh, the real one? The tech magic cannot penetrate through more than three feet worth of material, Mm. such as dirt or wood. I would imagine that that would apply to ice as well. Can we just break some ass here and see? I don't know. So do you want to punch some ass? I mean, Maybe I can. we should just keep going and hopefully we don't. It's going to be this one because, of course, it is, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> they want to make sure that we have to go through all of this and face everything. Otherwise, and Sudi's right. There might be a magical bypass for this. How the heck is Hakatep supposed to get down there? I mean, yeah. also, this kind of feels like a trap. Like, it just seems it's too easy. It's too close to the entrance. This entire pyramid is just one big trap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I have a disintegrate, but I don't want to spend it because oh, we no, literally don't, just don't no, wait no. to disintegrate on this. I think let's continue exploration because again, Sudi may be right. There may be a bypass, so let's All keep right. going. Oh, well, that was weird. Of, like we said, there might be multiple of these. Well, there's no, they told us there was more than one because when I asked them to take us to the pyramid, they they said there was more than one. Well, I was I thought they maybe this was me being silly, but I thought that they meant like actual pyramid shaped structures, not necessarily the pyramid gemstones that we're looking for. Well, we don't that know yet. That was my bad. We don't know what's boat. in here. Yeah, if you want, you can right. turn around and head back to the yep, boat. Yep, back, back, back on the boats. Welcome back. Continue down our watery right. hallway. I guess, can we go down the rest of this passage? What did you call it? The water tombs? Watery crypts of watery, the watery graves. There you go. There we go. Sure. If you so wish. Oh boy. Keep your hands and arms inside of the boat at all times. Is this normal water? Is the water magic? Yes. Okay. I mean, scooping a hand in it, it's salt water. No, I'm not touching it, just in case it's (laughs) from the frickin' river Styx or some shenanigans. (laughs) If anything, it'd be from the water plane, right? Probably. I kind of wonder, like, would the water plane be salt water or fresh water? Or would it be, like, both in different areas? Yeah, why not both? It's all water. Yeah, you just need to resummon Volter Bubbles. I doubt uh, that was his real name. I doubt yeah. I can just summon Greater Water Elemental. I suppose the uh, the lot of you you exit back out of the uh, the icy chamber, you know, slipping and sliding your way back free until you uh, get back on the platform, walk your way out. You know, Sudi's sitting down for a second to warm and rub up his feet since you know, little cat the beans are cold. My beans are cold. He's got foot wraps. You got cold resistance. Ah, uh, that's true. I do have cold resistance. Actually, this probably wasn't cold at all. So do y'all just hang around, kind of sailing around this this pyramid, or do you get bored? Do you ever race? Oh, do, do you, you race? Ever race? <laughs> if you don't, you need to start. I have a boat. I can race. Um, what? We are beings of eternal patience. 
Well, sure, but... Plus, it's better than just listening to people complaining about dying all the time. Oh, understood. Much more peaceful here. The dead here rarely complain. (laughs) You can still race. You should race. I have a boat. I could race. We could race. (laughs) Maybe later. (laughs) We just gave you a bunch of stuff to bet on your race. I'm on the clock. <laughs> I'm on the clock. <laughs> Technically, they're on the clock 24/7. Yeah, I was just saying they're never not on the clock. For the last several thousand years. The passage continues ahead. You pass by another statue depiction of the frog-headed being with this trident and the upside-down onk. He's creepy. I assume we're going to be fighting this Piscidaemon at some point. I don't know because in the last one we saw the depiction and we never. Oh, fought we it. saw that Baylor and we never fought it. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Probably. So it's probably the same thing since we got in without triggering. Oh, the inundation and it summons him? Yeah, maybe. That'd be hilarious and terrible. The passage continues ahead before turning to the left, making its way north again. Up ahead, you see a large platform, of which the boatmen then take you up to Hmm. and stop. Excellent. Does this hallway keep going? Can we tell? You can tell that the hallway keeps going ahead of you. Uh, You think it may curve off towards the left? Possibly meeting meeting back up with the second turn that you took earlier. Which uh, which place is this? These are the watery graves. Great. Let's do it. Do you know what's in the watery graves? A traitor to Hawkatap. Oh, oh, a traitor. Oh, that could be one of our, an ally potentially. Which one? We know little of her, other than it is a her. Or it could be the elf lady. It could be, uh, oh, oh my God, what's our friend that we made? I can't hear, I've totally blanked on Jashura's her name. sister. It could be Jasura's sister. Well, let's hope it's that, because she'd be great to, to befriend at this moment. Other than the fact that we don't have enough uh, boats. She's probably not us. alive anymore. She could potentially go in the bag of holding. <laughs> so we have a boat, Sudi. Oh, we also have a boat. <laughs> Before we enter a place called the Watery Graves, I am going to cast Water Breathing on everybody. That seems um, like a wonderful idea. Seven and a half hours. Clever girl. God, I hope this doesn't take more than seven and a half hours. Seven hours and 15 minutes later. <laughs> you step off the boat. No. Um, yeah, the boats pull up here, stop alongside the uh, the edge. Hollis has visions of drowning from that creepy... Um, Sphinxes, you know. Oh, do you? Oh, fun. Yep. Mm. And then I get off the boat. Masika's was fire, so she dodged hers already. Ah. Mine was talking about darkness and stuff. I'm, I think mine might have been about Jishirat, but I'm not sure. I don't remember mine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want to go back and listen to that episode again. Uh, what episode was it? <laughs> the one with the Sphinx. I don't the remember Black what Sphinx it was called. Oh, yeah. actually, sorry. Mine was Quiet and Dark Tomb. Tomb for a traitor. Has no steps, no smell. Do not look in its eyes. Takes everything well, from you. So that could have been anything. This place smells like seawater, so you might be okay. Hey, there you well, go. Well, I think the traitor mm. was maybe Jashara. I don't know. Don't know. don't know. I don't know. There's been a lot of traitors in Hakatep's life. Mm. Well, you know, if you do bad decisions, uh, it comes and bites you. That's all I got. Crime <laughs> never pays. There's a single doorway leading its way deeper. I would like to check for traps. Ah, yes, indeed. Stepping your way forward, you enter into a a chamber, a large, oddly shaped chamber. The chamber stretches off ahead of you with uh, about a distance of maybe some 30 feet or so. And then off towards your right and left, a distance of maybe some 20, 25 feet as well. and seems to have four alcoves, two off towards your right, two off towards your left, each one of them containing a pool of water. 
what looks to be a five foot wide, ten foot long small pool. Although exactly how deep it is, you can't tell from here. Ahead of you, this side of the room is cut off from a small island on the far side of the room by 10 foot deep, clear water. A painting on this large landing depicts a regal figure rowing a reed boat. The deep crystal clear pool which fills the chamber beyond and at the bottom of the pool you can see a red mosaic showing a woman carrying a clay vessel on her head. A statue of red stone mirroring the figure in the submerged mosaic stands on the opposite platform from where you've entered and the ceiling above is domed and painted in shades of brilliant blue. So he's gonna go ahead and uh, turn on his Golem Bane Scarab. Is that a little red statue a Golem? It does not appear to be Golem. Uh, it is wearing an actual golden pectoral. Yeah, cool. Which seems to be made of beads of jade and lapis lazuli. Is she like a, a real figure? Like a, you know, like a goddess or something? Or is she just like, a woman, an everyday woman. It's done in the traditional Assyrian style and appears to just be a traditional woman's head with the sole exception that the ears on the statue are elongated. Pointed oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. oh, the elf, okay. All right, elf. In the statue's right hand, she grips a uh, kepresh, which is the traditional Assyrian war crown, much like the one that Citra is wearing, made of gold, jade, and ivory, with what looks to be a jade crocodile head adorning the crown in place of the traditional hooded cobra. That's really cute. Should we go look at that statue? There's a page flipping sound. Um, Nyla. Nyla. Nyla was the elven sister. All right, Nyla. Let's see how this all goes. Asika's just going to jump in the water. Hollis is going to continue to fly above the water. Asika splashes into the pool of water. I mean, Sudi's going to as well. I have a swim speed. So, yeah, I he's mean, not going to swim quite as fast as uh, Masika is, but hey. I want to go look at the pectoral and the hat and see if there's anything magical over there. Masika is going to swim south to the two alcoves and pull herself up over there. Uh, I think I'm going to mirror her and just go on, go north and go to the other like alcoves see what's okay. up there. Citra's not one for uh, being in the water and not being able to fight, so I'm going to go ahead and pull out one of my scrolls of Overland Flight and cast it on myself so that I can do the same. Nice! Nice. And then I shall join uh, Hollis at the statue. I like this uh, jade crocodile. I feel like it could be a good brooch. I'd have to pry it off this hat, though. <laughs> Not sure Maybe we don't destroy, you know, ancient art pieces. We'll see what's going on with it. Maybe it's magic. Sudi, Masika, making your way over towards the, the left and right. You can see that both of these pools appear to be approximately five feet wide and maybe ten feet in overall length. Looking down into them, they are only six feet deep as opposed to the ten feet deep that the central pool is. At the bottom of each of these is a linen-wrapped body. Oh, uh, what? Fun. It appears that stones have been tied around the sides of these mummies, for lack of a better term, to keep them down there. Oh, they weren't kidding about graves. Uh, I'm assuming you also have a person tied to stones down there? Yep. Yep. Uh, if Masika and Sudi check the other ones, mm -hmm. Same they thing. appear to be identical, with the sole exception that uh, in both of your cases, since you've only seen one on one side and now you've seen two on each side, they're in slightly different poses, almost as if one of the figures had managed to wiggle an arm free. Oh, they were drowned. Oh, they yeah, drowned they them. Oh, drowned. They, they were alive. Well, if there's ever going to be unquiet spirits here, it's going to be here. Is there such a thing as water mummies? Masika I mean, raises an eyebrow. 
Sudi just gives a big old shrug, hey, like, I don't know. If there's not, I'll publish a paper on it, and then it'll be an official thing. For anyone that is interested, I did a share lore on various forms of mummifications, including peat mummies, which are uh, made in peat bogs. Yeah, but these yeah, are but not peat isn't. bogs. This is water. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Approaching the, peat, the, the peat mummies are cool though because you can actually really see like facial features oh, yeah. and stuff on some yeah. of those. Yeah, they're cool. Approaching the central statue, Hollis Citra casting her spell, gliding over the, the water below. There's even a platform for you to actually like land over here once you get there. Excellent. Looking this over, firstly, uh, again she is wearing a golden pectoral necklace adorned with beads of jade, lapis lazuli. Uh, the statue's right hand again grips the helmet. From here, you can see that there's an ivory cartouche with the name Nyla carved into its surface, resting in the statue's left hand. This isn't a person turned into a statue, I was going to say, did they petrify her? I mean, this is a nine-foot-tall statue, so you don't oh, okay, think so, good. unless she was a really tall elf. I mean, she could have been, but that would have been weird. She could have had an enlarged person cast upon her. This may seem <laughs> weird, but I would like to knock it to see, oh, if, see if it's, it's hollow. Knocking on it? No, it seems solid. Okay. Are any of these items she's wearing magical? Only the helmet. Ah. You may make a spellcraft check. All right, What's I get a, that helmet? I know. I get a 15 for a 41. With a 41? You're not sure. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a bad sign. That's a really bad In sign. A, not that it's so powerful you're not sure. In fact, it only radiates a faint transmutation. Huh. It's almost as if the, the helmet itself is... Damaged isn't the word. Suppressed seems more accurate. It is a crown oh. with a crocodile on it, and one of the rooms is the crown, or is the like hall crocodile of the crocodile King. kings. That's fair. All right, Citra, I think we might need to take that crown. Real ginger luck. Uh, okay. It's magical, but it's almost like it's a key or something. It's not like a normal magic item. All right. Uh, let me make sure that this uh, statue won't come alive and beat us before I get a chance. Oh, yeah. I thought Sudi did that. Otherwise, I would not have my. I did, I did use my Golembane Scarab to determine it's not a golem. Well, I was more yep. thinking, I didn't know if there was like a magic effect on this that's a trap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Traps are also yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. You don't sense any traps on this. I just didn't want to break its finger off or something because that felt bad. All right. Citra will remove the helm. Grabbing onto it, it is literally grasped by the statue in that the hand seems to have been formed around the edge of the crown to hold it. Weird. <clears throat> uh, potentially, you could attempt to just try a straight-up break DC if you just wanted to break off the fingers. Oh, that um, seems Or you could try chipping away at it. Oh. What Arguably if? magic such as stone shape. No, or... Jessica. But if I stone to flesh just so it's loose, right? Then we could just move the fingers. No. No. Uh, like don't say that's no. how technically work. No. I mean, it would make it pliable. No. And that way we're not breaking it. No. I, yeah, but, I mean, she does have a I point. I mean... And we did go an entire like quarter of this book. You want to not... turn this statue? It doesn't give it bones. It's just going to turn it into a giant goopy thing of flesh and fall into a pile on the floor. <laughs> it's literally going to turn into a skin sack and fall onto the ground if she flushes disowns that. Stone of flesh. Yeah. But yes. Well, then um, we could put it back into its position, and we could with flesh what? To it stone has it. no bones. Well, you have to hold it, and then we flesh to stone it. I, I don't and think it's going to work. No. It's a goopy mess. Every time okay. Jess talks about doing this, it's a goopy mess. It's going to be amazing. I was almost on board with you. 
<laughs> well, I don't want to have to break this lady's hand because that feels like a like we're going to trigger whatever the problem is here. Yeah, while you guys try to figure that out, so he's going to jump back into the... I guess I can go do some casual looking around here, but I'm going to look for secret passages here, then jump in the water and see if there's any more secret passages. And maybe there's like, I don't know, a release or something that would, you know, open the hand. I don't know. Okay. Just trying to be useful. Yes, what is Masika up to in the meantime? Masika's trying to figure out if these things are undead or if they're just poor, poor dead people that got drowned alive. I mean, they're not moving, so... I mean, it's just a linen-wrapped body. You could swim down there if you wanted to. Seems like a bad idea. So, can I examine the statue to see, kind of like what Sudi's doing? Is there, like, a switch, a release, a a rune, Sure. Are you taking ten or are you rolling? Um, I'm assuming Sudi's taking ten to search the room. I am going to use my lens, and then I will take ten because I rolled real bad earlier, and I don't want to roll bad again. Yeah, my my uh, <laughs> passive perception, if you will, is a 35. Okay. Masika is going to jump in. I want to see if there's a cartouche or something on any of these people to denote who they are. And I rolled a 34. So since you're looking over the statue, no, there's no release. In fact, there's no hinges or anything that you could figure out to even a way to move her hand. It's just stone sculpted around the edge of this crown. Well, that's sad. I think we're going to have to break her fingers, and that makes me sad. Mm. Wasn't the elf a follower of, like, Narlathotep slash Set? Set, you believe. She was raised yeah. by the uh, the Setite parents. Oh, she's the evil one, not the traitor. Yeah. Well, she's a traitor in the end. Oh, okay. She was yeah, the one she... that teamed up with Hakatep's brother to attempt to kill him. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Technically, she helped Jashura and, yeah. Uh, Masika's swimming down there. You can determine uh, three things of interest. Mm-hmm. First off, none of these have cartouches. Okay. Secondly, none of these were actually, or this one was not actually mummified. They just got wrapped in linens and dumped down here. Yep. Yummy. Mafia style. Thirdly, despite that, from what you can tell from the clinging linens, the body has not decayed. And there's not like another passage in here that leads like underneath the other pool or anything like that. Not that you can see. I'm going to cast detect magic. I can cast underwater, can I? Uh, If you have water breathing on, yes. Yes. Uh, detecting magic, there is a magical effect on her. You may make a spellcraft. 33, so 31 with my I'm still sick thing. Okay. There's a magical effect on this pool that anything submerged in it is under the effects of a gentle repose spell. Hmm. Cool. This seems to continuously renew itself. Which means they're not undead because, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't be preserved. They're just I am wondering if dead. that is to prevent them from coming back as undead of any form. Hmm. I think it just preserves the body, though. I don't think it, like, prevents them from technically coming back as, like, ghosts or whatever. Yeah, but you can't cast, like, you can't t- cast General Repose on an undead creature, is what I'm saying, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Masiko Otherwise, swim- there'd be a lot of sexy liches out there. Yeah. <laughs> Masiko will swim to the top. So, the pool does gentle repose. Uh, these people are just dead. I, I guess that's good. He's dead, Jim. Hello, um, Citra. Uh, so, I'm going to have to break the fingers to get this helm. Uh, We've done a lot of, you know, breaking things. It doesn't mean I like doing it. And Citra will pull out a tiny baby chisel. Probably. I mean, I do have artsy stuff. So, I, yeah, like a palette knife. I don't think a palette knife is going to help against... I mean, this is solid stone. It oh, is an eight stone. Oh, fine. I'll use my kukris. <laughs> Very well. Uh, I believe Carefully. you can do over eight points of damage with a kukri, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. So, Sudi, you swim around under the water. You can hear the distant clang-clang sound of Citra chip-chip-chipping away. 
He, pro he probably surfaces just to make sure they were not in danger, and then it's like, okay, back down. It's weird that he would just dump her in water, though, because that seems, like, way nicer than what he did to the other people that have betrayed him. Well, as soon as we... Well, it's also his wife's sister, but as soon as we uh, yeah, get I this thing loose, I'm sure... I don't know sure. if his sister... Or I don't know if his wife really gives a... Considering, you know, Masika waves her fingers. <laughs> I don't know. Sister, you break the thumb. Wiggle and drop the crown into your hand. Sudi, you surface from below. You found no signs of secret doors. I mean, there's no secret doors or passages or depressions or buttons or anything there. Oh, you got it off. One of these must be Nyla, then. Masika gestures to the four. Well, do we want to get the bodies out of the water? No. I mean, we can't really take them with us to give them any kind of proper burial or anything. And if we yeah, bring true. them out of the water, they're going to start to rot. Well, the only way to check is to get the linens off of them, then. But then again, we also don't know what she looks like, so not worth it. She's, she's an, an elf. elf. I mean, we don't have to drag them out to just pull the coverings down to see if she's one of them. I just I just think it's weird after what he did to Jasura that her co-conspirator, and, you know, he just flat out executed his brother. But you think, you know, if they were going to be in the pyramid, it would be something way more horrific than just... It's also weird that there's just four Unless random Unless this gentle repose somehow, like, denies them the afterlife. I don't... Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that, I could see so. that being something, but... Regardless, maybe we look at their faces and we see if we... We don't even know if she's one of these four. Yeah, Masika is going to check the two on the side she's on and see if either one of them are enough. I guess you go to the other side and check those two. Hollis, Citra? I'm just going to... This seems like a really bad idea, but okay. Keep an eye out for an evil undead elf. Yeah, I suppose stand watch. Uh, all four of the bodies are those of dead human women. Okay, so... She's not even in here. Sudi is very careful to, like, not disturb the bodies, but just, you know, pull the linens off mm. of them. She's not invisible because I see invisibility. Would she be, like, buried under the stones at the bottom of this pool? She very well could be. Maybe she could Weird. be. Weird. Well, I say we keep going. Yeah, I, I don't see any way that this is, unless we're missing some magic something something, but you guys would have detected that. How much is the pectoral worth? Oh, yeah. I'm assuming I guess we'll we took that, that off the statue, too. Oh, yeah, we'll take all uh, what do you guys get stuff. taking 10 on a, a price? 23. 10. I get a 20. So the ivory cartouche is worth uh, 300 gold pieces if you choose to take it. Her pectoral is worth 6,800. We're definitely going to take the pectoral because um, I feel like stealing from Hakatep is fine. Well, we can always pay the ferryman if we need it again. Yeah. I mean, maybe she was obliterated and they put the dust of her in this water. Ew. I don't know. Hope not. All right, well, I guess let's go back to our ferryman friends. Yeah, this is a weird temple so far. Or this, weird yeah, so far pyramid. this has been very strange. Hollis, Citra. Uh-oh, uh -oh. here we go. You kick off the platform, glide your way back across the room. Masika making her way over, Sudi making their way over to go like swim across the shortest distance. As you do so, the temperature in the room plummets. Oh, All she's right, probably a ghost, and she's mad you, we took her helmet. From the four pools, you begin oh, to hear an shoot. echoing array of screams and cries and sobs and pleading in ancient Osiriani. From the far side of the room, though, from the statue, you hear a building howl. Oh. A phantasmal woman floats through the statue, her hair flowing like a mane of black underwater. Oh. Her eyes blazing dark as the elven woman takes in a deep breath and begins to scream. She's a banshee. She's a banshee. Oh, right. Banshee. Elf. 
and we'll pick it up here next time. God. Oh. Da -da 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 -da. She's an undead elf. This is gonna be She's awful. a banshee. All right. Well, who's gonna die on this on the whale? I like that somehow <laughs> this ghost has coal on. Oh yeah, it does. That's weird. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.